Hi friends, this is Megan, and you're listening to the She Lives Purposely podcast, where we encourage women to love Jesus and live purposely in every area of life. Welcome or welcome back to the She Lives Purposely podcast. My name is Megan and I am the host of this podcast and the founder of She Lives Purposefully and I am so glad that you are here. My hope and prayer for you is that you are encouraged and equipped. I was going to say excited, but encouraged and equipped in this place. Um, My heart for you is to walk with Jesus well and to live purposefully. I want to encourage you today, before we start this episode, to encourage one friend of yours today by sharing this episode, just one person. Build them up today in their walk with Christ. I know that I cannot wait to share this episode with you, and I hope that you are just excited to share it with somebody else. Um, And if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the She Lives Purposefully podcast so that you don't miss a single episode of encouragement and leave a review so that others stumbling on here will know whether or not they should check it out. <clears throat> okay, number one disclaimer too, if you are watching on YouTube, I'm going to be consistently work looking down to my left, which is where my laptop and notes are. So I am so sorry for not making good, consistent eye contact with you. And also for everybody, um, I am having a little tickle in my throat from COVID a couple weeks ago. So I might be having a little um, cough here and there. So apologies in advance. But anywho... Whether you are taking notes, cleaning, cooking, driving, maybe you're at work, whatever it is, get ready to be encouraged and equipped um, for this episode. Today, we are talking about seven practical ways to grow in your relationship with God. Um, When I first wanted to do this episode, I, I wanted it to come out the first week of the year. So like, I don't know what January day that was, but the first Thursday of the year. Um, and I wanted it to be like seven ways to grow in your relationship with God in 2022 specifically. And, you know, because of COVID and then just literally not being able to talk for like more than a minute without like coughing so much, I just couldn't record podcasts until now. And, um, but I think, like ultimately I'm kind of excited that it's coming out at this time because this is my reason is because I think so many of us set so many new year's resolutions and we're like so excited to stick to them. Um, and we go for it and then like a month goes by and then maybe we didn't actually stick to it as well as we thought we were going to. And I feel like this is part of that time of year where we start to like dwindle on our New Year's resolutions. And I don't know about you, but one of my resolutions every year is to grow my relationship with the Lord, whether that's being more consistent in Bible reading, whatever that looks like. It's something that I want to um, do always. And it's a resolution because it's not a one-time like failure thing. It's not a resolution that can be easily failed at because you can consistently like let's say you don't do a so great one day in the way that you want to pursue the Lord you can always like start again the next day and start fresh and the Lord always has open arms which is so beautiful and incredible and he is always ready for you to come to him all that to say, I feel like sometimes we can get a little off track on our resolutions in the way that we want to pursue him. So this episode, I hope, is an encouragement for you either to stay on track if you're still killing it in that 
soft area or to get back on track and to pursue Jesus and hopefully just stir up your heart to pursue the one who wants to have a relationship with you. Like the God of the universe loves you and wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to guide you and be your shepherd, your comforter, your peace giver, your father, your friend, your brother, you know, like all of these things. He is so faithful and so true and so good. And he wants to, um, yeah, just form a relationship with you, grow in a relationship with you, have something that's consistent, just like our relationships with other people, but oh, just way more amazing, of course, because it's the Lord. So that's so incredible. And today we're going to talk about seven practical ways to grow in that relationship because I think a lot of times we can think like, oh, you know, um, there's all these ways, but it doesn't seem very tangible. It doesn't feel like it's something that I can apply today. So hopefully these seven things are things that you can apply today, tomorrow, next week, and the rest of your life as well. Um, <clears throat> they're things that I do or aim to do in my own life, and, and I think that they're really important. So without further ado, let's dive into it, um, because growing your relationship with Jesus is the most important thing in your life, and it's so vital. Whew. All right, so number one is, and a lot of these you're going to see again before I continue, they are going to flow together. A lot of them are going to be like very similar or like just something that very naturally goes together. And it's just going to be, it's, I think it's fun to see. One is a scheduled Bible reading time. Now this is so crucial and it sounds super simple, something you hear all the time. So before you like tap out of this podcast, cause it sounds too dumb for you. Like, trust me, this is, this is so important. Um, a scheduled Bible reading time. There's so many things about this that I think are crucial. One is that we have a Bible reading time that we're pursuing Jesus by reading his word and reading scripture and pouring into that and spending that time with him every single day. But I wanted to intentionally put the word scheduled in there because I think it's so important that we make sure that this is something <clears throat> that we are going to definitely be doing. Um, because I think sometimes we're going to say like, all right, I'm going to read my Bible every day whenever I can. Like, I'm just going to make sure I do it. And then we don't end up doing it because life gets busy and things happen. And then you push it to the side and it just is very natural and it happens to all of us. And it's just a reality. So I think it's so important to be scheduling it into our day just as much as we keep our schedule of like work or working out or Bible study or whatever it is, we're going to say, okay, at this time, every single day, I am going to spend time with Jesus. I'm going to read his word every single day. So for me, that's the morning. I have switched my time around here and there throughout the years. So usually it's been the morning. Sometimes I've done it at like lunchtime and then other times it's like in the evening um, because it was too hard to get up in the morning or things like that. But I realized gradually that mornings are just the best time for me. And my husband and I were actually just talking um, about how we love doing it in the morning because I was just reading Leviticus and it talks about bringing your first fruits to the Lord and how reading our Bible in the morning feels like a form of doing that in that area because we're giving him the first part of our day, the quiet time of our day before things get busy, kind of that most restful, best part of our day where you're just like that morning, like routine kind of vibe, you know, you see on Instagram, those reels where it just feels so glorious. Like, um, that beginning of your day before the day starts, before frustrations rise and the busyness comes and, you know, your mind's just everywhere, you're giving him that part of your day. Um, and you're going to him before anything happens and, and asking him to speak to you and, and really, um, 
yeah, just continuing your relationship with him at the very beginning of your day. So I love doing it in the morning. I think it's so great. Usually how my schedule goes is I will wake up, um, wash my face, um, do all the things, the vitamin C spray. And, um, I like to get kind of partially ready for the day just cause I like doing things when I feel kind of ready. Um, and, and then I'll read my Bible. And then after that, well, actually my husband will make me tea and maybe I'll make toast or something like that too. And then I'll read my Bible. Um, and then after that, I finish getting ready and like maybe after that work out or whatever it is, everything else follows the Bible. Like work comes after that every, every single thing. And I do want to say too, like right now I am in a season where I'm working for myself. I kind of set my own schedule ish. Um, so that's incredible and it sounds really great because it's really flexible and in saying that i don't want you to think that i cannot um or i guess that like i wouldn't understand what it's like to have it if you have a really tight schedule i honestly like most of my life i've had a pretty like have to be somewhere at this time you know everybody does so you have to do things in the morning and you have this pretty strict schedule um and um so i would just say I think both ways can be difficult. I think sometimes if you have too much flexibility, it's almost harder to read your Bible because there's not a certain place that you set it to where you're like, oh, I'll just push it off and then you just don't do it. Um, but on the flip side, with scheduling, it, if you have a tight schedule, it can be tough to feel like you have to squeeze it in. But um, I would say definitely make it a priority in your day. Okay, so that was number one, scheduled Bible reading time. Number two is very similar and it is scheduled prayer time. So whether this is at the same time that you read your Bible or whether it's at a different part of your day, um, I encourage you to schedule in a prayer time. When I was in college, I would do this. <coughs> oh, sorry. I was a commuter to college. So I would do this on the train on my way to school. Um, and I had a notebook and a list of people that I was praying for, a list of prayer requests. And then I would also pray for the Lord just to show me what he wanted me to do that day, who he wanted me to talk to, how I could glorify him, how I could be a part of his plan. And, and it was a really, really, really sweet time. Um, so right now it's pretty much aligning with my Bible reading time. Like I have those two things at the same general time, but what works for you is, is going to be, is going to be the best thing. Okay, before I continue, I have to note that stewardship is very important in all areas of our lives, but especially when it comes to money. Giving that part of our lives to Jesus and then working along a professional to plan for life is pretty much my friend Jewel's goal in teaching people about their money. Jewel, who's actually my financial representative and has been helping me with my finances with She Lives Purposely, my other side businesses, and just planning mine and Donnie's future in general, offers flexible meeting times, no charge for meetings, and a full financial overview. So if you want to check her out or you're looking for somebody to help you plan with your money and all of those things, you can check out Jewel Rollins at Primerica Financial Services. That's Jewel Rollins at Primerica Financial Services for all of your financial needs. She's also somebody that loves the Lord and not only wants you to succeed with your money, but to do it well in a way that is glorifying to him. So be sure to check out Jewel at Primerica Financial Services. Okay, and then number three, which I think is um, very much tied into number two, is also related to prayer and it's also related to scheduling, but it's slightly different. It's schedule prayer points throughout the day. So the Bible calls us to pray without ceasing. Um, and this is something that I think a lot of Christians, at least, I mean, from my own experience, at least in Western culture, um, 
don't really do. Maybe I think a lot of us, like if we are diligent enough to be reading in the morning, that's kind of where we leave it. If we're being honest. Um, and then we go throughout the rest of our day doing our own thing. Um, maybe prayers here and there, you know, like pray for food or like if traffic's crazy and you just like want to pray for protection and things like that. Um, which is all amazing things. But I wanted to include scheduled prayer points throughout the day because we are called to pray without ceasing. And we are called to, like our relationship with the Lord is not supposed to be 30 minutes in the morning and then we're done for the day and then we talk to him the next morning. Like um, that's just not not how we are going to best have a relationship with the Lord and the Lord can use everything. So everyone's situations are different. You know, like if you even think of the people who were like really early New Testament, they didn't have like the book of like Hebrews in their hands, you know? So the Lord absolutely speaks to us in the ways that we, that we have available to us. If that makes sense. If you're a really busy mom and you can only get five minutes in the morning and then you're running around, like the Lord uses those things and he honors that we are seeking him and that we want a relationship with him. But I will say if you can to be having like prayer throughout the day is so great. And one way that I did that um, and, and tried to implement that in my life is actually because it's just something that I easily forget. And I think it's something we all easily forget. I would schedule reminders on my phone to pray for people, pray for peace, pray for things. Um and just pray to the Lord. So it's something that I would actually schedule into my phone. So it would pop up at like noon, 12:30, like 1:30, different things like that. And and then I'm praying um to the Lord kind of throughout the day. And it's not something that has to be like, all right, now I go to like um, you know, the couch and and like create a whole like different quiet time, quiet time. Like praying throughout the day can mean that I'm just praying um inside internally, like I'm at work where I'm working out or I'm cooking or whatever it is. Like you're just praying to the Lord, um, consistently throughout the day. So I, I think one way, if you are struggling to pray without ceasing is to, um, schedule that in. Okay. So number four, similar to number one, it's scheduled reading time. And I want to add on to this. I, I said reading time, but I think that podcasts and sermon can also sermons can also go into this time. So scheduled basically being equipped time, um, I think is really great or just encouraged and, and an extra way to pour into yourself. So whether that's 15 minutes before you are going to bed, um, or maybe it is, you know, as you're working and you're listening to sermons and podcasts, um, you know, reading whatever it is, well, not reading during work, but reading before bed or, you know, when you're waking up, whatever time frame that might be, it is so incredible to get that extra bit of being equipped into you and being poured into you. Um, and this is, you know, again, they all tie together with a similar theme is that like, we need to have the Lord constantly on the forefront of our minds. Um, no matter what season of life we're in, like we are called to have a active relationship with him. And that isn't just a one and done. That's something that should be a theme throughout all of our lives, which means all throughout our day. And so being constantly poured into is very essential, especially because if, and this has happened to me in my own life, like if we're just reading our Bible, for 15, 30 minutes in the morning, let's say, like we're in a busy season and then the rest of the day, we don't pursue the Lord at all. Then we are just flooded with the world around us, whether that's anxieties, frustrations, fears, sins, whatever it is, like we're constantly being inundated. Social media too, now adding into this um, with things that aren't of the Lord. And, and so it's important that we are as much as we can 
pouring into ourselves with the things of the Lord through the Bible time prayer, reading podcast sermons, and then our next point as well. So this next point is point number five, and it is a music purge. This is something that I actually think is very, very, very important. Um, something that is not as common, I think, as the other points maybe, but I think that really realizing what we are consuming, whether it's with our eyes or with our ears, is vital to our walk with the Lord because it affects us greatly. And I even think, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure about this, but Satan was literally like the angel that led worship. Like he was so involved with like worship and music. Um, and so music has incredible power. Like it's, it's wild. If you think about like, even in an, in an incredible like time of worship, like where you're at church or you're at a worship concert or whatever it is, and you can just feel the spirit, like the spirit can be in that place and move you and heal you. Like worship has healed me. Like it's incredible. Like the things that the Lord can do through worship and, and just like worshiping him and being focused on him is amazing. But also music has such power in the opposite direction as well. So if we are constantly listening to really sad songs or songs that have sinful like agendas or ideas or cause you to think about sinful things or um, just make you anxious or whatever it is, just put you in a sad state and music absolutely has the power to do that. If you have never experienced that before, like I don't, you're probably listening to just worship music. Like it music that is not glorifying to the Lord or is not pointing you in the direction of the Lord has such strong power to really affect your mind and your heart and your walk with the Lord. And so I am not here to tell you to never listen to worship music again. I mean, non-worship music, non-Christian music again, always listen to worship music. Um, I'm not here to tell you that you can't listen to like secular music, quote unquote, but I am here to tell you to just be careful what you consume because it is so powerful and so impactful. And again, we're constantly being unnated, un inundated with the things of the world and, and we need to be really on guard with what we consume. Um, and again, I just want to reiterate, this isn't like a super condemning, like, don't listen. Like I, you know, it, I'm not telling you not to listen to non-Christian music and I'm not going to tell you that I don't, but I, I just want to say to really be on guard. And if you need to have a music purge, which I've done this for a season where you're like, I'm only going to listen to this type of music that's worship and Christian and uplifting because I need this in my life right now. Um, then do that. Like, that's so encouraging. That's so great. Um, and, and just be on guard with what you're listening to. Okay, pivoting from that to point number six out of seven practical ways to grow in your relationship with God is to join community, build community, be poured into and pour into other people, be encouraged and encourage other people, be held accountable and hold other people accountable. Throughout the New Testament, we see so much um, about the body of Christ and needing one another and how an eye can't be an ear and an ear can't be in hand and, you know, like all of these things we need one another to be a fully functioning body of Christ. Um, so number one, that's just important that we are constantly um, – with each other and and encouraging each other and um, whether that's at church or Bible studies or you have Christian friends that you hang out with a lot, like all that is so important. But another really important or I guess set of important things is that truly like outside from just realizing like we all have different gifts and talents and can build each other up in those ways is to realize that like 
when we are maybe tempted by sin or we're discouraged or we're doubting or we're struggling in whatever sense that looks like for you, the body of Christ is there to build up and encourage. The Bible actually calls us to confess sins to like trusted people in the body of Christ because not only can they hold us accountable, but they can also encourage us and help us to not be condemned by the devil, but just like convicted and then like walk, you know, like run the race well and all these things. So the body of Christ is so important. Um, And I would say too, the devil truly I believe this. I've seen this in my own life and in the lives of other people. The devil works best when we are in isolation because we don't have other people building us up, pouring truth into us, encouraging us, helping us with our doubts, helping us fight sin. If we are avoiding going to church, avoiding community, and we're just living in isolation um, or with communities that aren't going to build us up in our faith, it's just a much tougher battle against um, the the things of this world and the things of the spiritual world that are not of the Lord. So I I would really encourage you to be in community, form community, and really pour into that. That's so vital to grow in your relationship with the Lord. And number seven kind of ties into number six a little bit too. And this is my last point for today in a practical way to grow in your walk with the Lord, your relationship with the Lord is to serve. Um, serve the people in your church, serve, you know, your community, the body of Christ, serve people in general, pour out love, be his hands and feet, pour out your gifts, all of these things, lead Bible studies, cook meals, like help people move, all of these things. Um, however that you can, however you can serve, um, do that. Because number one, I think the more that we serve and the more that we're involved in the body of Christ and, and in helping other people, the more that we can actually see the gifts that God has given us and the things that he would call us to further step into. So not everybody is called to, you know, not everybody has the gift of hospitality, but people have the gift of prayer or encouragement or, you know, different things like that. So the more that we serve, the more that we can see what the Lord has given us, which is incredible. But two, we just see throughout scripture, the Lord, like Jesus serving in his time, um, here on earth and and we are just called to be the hands and feet of Jesus and to love people practically. And so I just would encourage you to to really grow in your relationship with the Lord is to obey him and to become more like him um and and serving is a major part of that. So I'd encourage you to do that as well. And that's pretty much um today's episode, these seven ways to build in or walk, grow in your relationship with the Lord, build your relationship with the Lord. Um I hope and pray that you were encouraged and equipped by this episode. If you were, be sure to encourage and build up one friend today by sharing this episode with them. And if you haven't yet, subscribe to the She Lives Purposely podcast so that you don't miss a single encouraging episode. Next week's episode also is going to be so good. It gets me so hype. I'm so excited. Anywho, I would also love if you would leave a review so that others who are stumbling on here will know whether or not they should check it out. Friend, live for Jesus well, live purposefully, and have a fantastic rest of your day. I love you, friends.